Welcome back to part two of the Awake podcast. In our last episode, we talked with part, we, we, we're going to continue in this episode, but last episode was part one of the story with Christy Larson. Um, she is a top real estate broker in 2019, closed 60 million in, in business. And um, she also is my sister and a very dear friend to me. So we wanted to encourage you by letting her share her story and, and insight into the real estate world and being an overcomer and, um, ha and demonstrating what adversity looks like and, and the benefits of, of, of being able to do that, being able to overcome trauma. So it's a great story. I might be biased because, you know, I'm pretty, pretty involved in this story. I know this story very well, but I, but there's so many parts in talking that I didn't even know about or have forgotten about. And, um, it'll, I think it'll bring you some wisdom, revelation, and knowledge, which is the whole point of the Awake podcast, if you're new here. So enjoy part two with Christy Larson and Jen will be BRB. She's coming. <laughs> well, I it's conversations always easy with your big sister, so I'm Aww. thankful. To yeah, be okay. here. And um, life has been so crazy lately and so stressful. We haven't even gotten a chance to really catch up. So I know this is like. Thank you all for standing by while I <laughs> catch up with my sister. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that you had been. Um, I guess I didn't realize the window of time between being divorced and married again. I knew, I knew you got married quickly, but I didn't like married to in knowing him quickly, but I didn't realize that your divorce was, I just didn't realize that window. Pretty well, fast. Josh moved out on my birthday. Okay. Um, which I thought was always a really tacky thing. Um, and for a while that kind of, uh, it's been several years that like, it seemed like almost from that day, it's almost like my birthday had a stigmatism and every birthday after that, some big, huge thing happened. Um, somebody gotten in a car wreck once a friend of ours, uh, Noah shattered his collarbone on my birthday one year. You drove to Florida one year. Drove to Florida because we, our aunt died. On your 30th birthday. On my 30th birthday. Yeah. And, uh, so it was, yeah. Uh, okay. So we're back. We're back in um, the house in Kyle or the house on 24th. Um, your real estate business had had you, you were doing well, but then you Trev was going to retire and then yeah. you guys were going to and then he then he found a hobby in a side business. So talk about that. Yeah. So at that time, I was the top. For, for many, many years, I was a top producing agent in our area. Um, and, it, you know, real estate is, is a passion for me. It's not really a job. I don't really consider it a job. Um, as we were talking about earlier, it's, it's definitely um, more of a ministry for me. And uh, it's about the people. And I love that aspect of it. So I wasn't really excited when Trev decided that he, well, and it wasn't just him because I, I, was definitely in on it too, but an opportunity presented itself for a screen printing and sign company. And he was um, tired of corporate America and he'd been at this company for 20 plus years and um, he was ready to retire and make a change. So we bought this uh, screen print company. And um, really long story short, 
they found out what he was trying to do and made him an offer that he couldn't refuse to stay. So I got stuck running a screen printing business while doing real estate also. Um, which there was so many things that uh, came from that. Um, I learned a lot about business. I think that that was the foundation of, um, you know, teaching me how to, to run an effective business. Of course, being a, being an agent, um, I've been self-employed for many, many years. And so I knew how to, I knew how to manage my own circle as a, as an independent, um, but to, to manage people and, um, the, the larger aspect of a corporation, um, that I, I learned a lot. So I can see looking back how all of the pieces come together to, um, take me to where I am and where I'm going because I'm not done for sure. I remember talking through some of the, like when you would talk about flow light and you would talk about your, your experience there. I remember thinking, good grief. She, she's getting a real life business degree, like a tangible one right now. And I, you, you sounded like you knew exactly what you were talking about. I, I was impressed with your mm -hmm. business acumen for sure. Well, and, and I don't really know, I really don't even know where any of that came from. YouTube was very helpful. Um, <laughs> we got a lot of, a lot of things in life. Yeah. <laughs> I learned, I learned the logistics of that company um, from YouTube, but I really feel like that's that throughout my life, God has placed the perfect people in the perfect places at the perfect time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like we said before, I didn't have the opportunity to go to college. One of the things I left out of my story is I tried to go back to school two more times. And each time I got pregnant and decided I wasn't going to try that again. So I went to real estate school. You don't want to be pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> it was Every time I tried to go back to college, then I, I had, got pregnant. So um, I, I feel like that I have always had um, somewhat of a brain but I didn't have the, the benefit and the luxury of going to college and learning it the easy way. So I had to figure it out. And, you know, it's kind of the person that I am too, is the best way for me to learn is to just be thrown in the fire or thrown in the lake. And, you know, I always swim. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of how this, how this business was. And um, I learned a lot, a lot uh, about owning a business and, um, and when you, when you have a heart for people, cause I always have the m ministry is not like running a business and managing people, managing people and ministering to people are totally different things. And so I thought, you know, I can do this because I love people. You know, I do people, I'm good with people. It wasn't the same thing. I had to learn how to be a boss Mm -hmm. and also how to be a friend and also how to be an encourager and you know all of those things and so um and then a of leader. Course, you have to learn course, how to be a leader yeah yeah because you know and i always i i've always considered myself a leader but um mm, there's so much that i didn't know about being a leader and uh you know a lot of times i question <laughs> question my leadership um for sure so uh, I'm very thankful for that time. Um, I'm thankful that it's over, but I'm thankful that, that I had that. And I, I do believe that, that God used that to help bring me to 
to where I am now for sure. At one point when you were getting ready to sell, we were like, we should do that. <laughs> Buy a business in West Texas and yeah. live here and we'll figure out how to run it. We'll just go there on the weekends. Yeah. But, but yeah, well, I was there at midnight, you know, so many nights. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I'm going to run it from afar. And the crazy part is that I was encouraging it. You really, you <laughs> didn't. Yeah, you didn't have a lot of, yeah. Anyway, it's well, all good. We we heard from Holy Spirit on that. Yeah. But um, I, that's when I actually got to see kind of your strength and um, what you had built from something that you didn't really want necessarily, but you took it and... And like you said, you swam, you didn't sink. And, and that was inspiring. That was that business was, um, I had it for three years and we sold it for, we tripled our, our business, like the, the volume of the business, um, as well as our investment, we tripled it in three years. So, I mean, it wasn't a bad investment. Um, it was hard. It was a hard one though, for sure. Um, it was time consuming too, because you, it took you from real estate and being which, focusing yeah. on real estate. Right. Right. Well, and I went from high heels to, I went from high heels and hair done and, you know, decked out every day to sweatshirts and tennis shoes. And it was depressing for me just because of it, it was a, it was an adjustment. It was an adjustment in every single aspect. So I can remember I would take my um, my heels and my curling iron and my makeup and my dress to work to the shop in the morning because I had showings all afternoon. And then I would get everybody lined out there and do whatever I had to do there. And then I would run to the bathroom that we had back there and get ready real quick and go do go put my real estate hat on. And then I would come back and change again and, you know, get dirty. And so it was it was definitely challenging, but I was some good times. I was going to say what's cool is that, um, you know, hearing some of your story, Kat and I both having jobs, um, that taught us things that we wouldn't have known without those jobs. Right. Oh, for sure. Like, it's just cool how you do see that, like, again, kind of talking about God working everything together for your good, but it's in those moments that so much growth happens. Yeah. And now you look back and you're like, Oh, had I not had that, would I've been prepared to be the leader I am now. Well, you know what else too is with with growth comes grace, and I think that um, in dealing with people and being a leader, that that is so important because through all of my um, struggles and my growth, it has allowed me to 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 have grace and compassion for those that are where I was. That's really and, good. And uh, that's something that I have had to really that has really just hit me recently in dealing with some difficult circumstances here in my business and transitions in my business that I have right now. Um, and looking back at where I was whenever I was 23 years old, uh, working with Cindy and how almost just difficult. I was just difficult and I didn't make the best decisions in dealing with people or um I didn't have an utmost respect for my authority I mean there was just so many things that I look back and then and and when I'm having to deal with things as a leader now that remind me of how I was then it gives me grace and um allows me to to extend love and compassion and guidance instead of frustration and tension and turmoil right. so um, I think that, that 
definitely something that I've been able to learn from all of that. After you, um, after you had maximized your business and sold it and made and, and turned it into profit for yourself, did, did you guys do that in your divorce or were you still married when you sold that? I can't remember how all that played out. Yeah, we were still married when, whenever we sold it, it was close there to the end. Um, but then you so, saw a tinier house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one I can actually say was not me. That one was not me. I did not want to move. I did not want to sell. I loved my little cottage on 24th and um, I did not want to do that. What we wanted a pool, why I don't know. Um, You're awesome. That's why we're in my, I'm sitting in my front yard instead of my backyard right now because it's pretty awesomely gross right now. But, um, anyway, the it was a bigger house and um, it had a pool and it was on a, and it was a fabulous house. I mean, I really did love it. I love the views from it and everything, but there was, but my house was a home, but there was, um, that was right around the first, we, we, there was a pretty big oil boom going on and there was a bunch of man camps being built and the two acres right next to us, they were, they had already um, gotten approval to build a man camp. And so we were curious. Like where, like all the workers go. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, people from all over the country come and it's a, a temporary setup, like an RV park. Gotcha. Um, but a lot of times they bring in like, like little, uh, tiny homes, mm -hmm, like those little storage buildings that you see and turn them into little apartments. And, um, a lot of times with those, there's, there's crime and, you know, vandalism and things, not always, but, um, we just were nervous about it, um, decreasing our property value. And then the guy died and it never happened, but mm. that was kind of the, the motive for selling. I mean, that's kind of how I wrapped my mind around it because I really didn't want to sell. Um, but anyway, so we moved over to Kiowa and, um, I really feel like that. Um, I remember, I remember I have a hard time with, um, that's the house that you visited. Yeah. Yeah. Receiving, receiving blessings, you know, like I'm a giver. I love to give, but I get uncomfortable when people give me things, you know, and, and I feel that way with, um, with God too. Like it's, I, I want to see other people blessed. Not that I don't want to be blessed, but I don't want to, I don't want to ever appear that, you know, I have more than anybody else or that I want, I, I don't ever want to be like ostentatious or anything like that. And so moving from that house on 24th to Kiowa was a very tough transition for me because it was, it was grand. It was really grand. And, and, um, I just remember thinking the people in our life group and whatever, like I just didn't want to jump that far. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I guess it just kind of boils down to a fear of what people think, which is definitely something that I struggled with. Um, I shouldn't, but I did. And I remember running the mountain. We have the state park here and I used to run the mountain every morning. And, um, I had never, ever, ever seen this house before from the mountain and I've ran it for years. And then all of a sudden, boom, it was there. Just like you could see the entire property. And, um, and again, the Holy Spirit, this, this small voice in my head, I just remember um, 
just God reminding me that as I like to bless my children, he likes to bless us too. So I just needed to receive it as a blessing from him. And by that point, uh, I was pretty much, I had convinced myself that it was a move we were going to make. So it was cool too about, about the way you're situated and your story is that, um, you had people pursuing your properties. To me, that is the mark of a favored man. It's like when you went, you had somebody pursue your house on 24th. You had somebody pursue your house on Kiowa. Um, you'll probably have somebody pursuing this house when it's time for you to leave. I have, and I got smart and I just haven't let them do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying, I think that's, that is to me, uh, I mean, that's yeah. a mark of a favored man, woman, person. I haven't thought about that. But yeah, that's true. The, the house on 24th, that lady bothered us for nine months. She wanted to buy this house and she'd never even seen it. And, and we finally were just like, okay, fine. Just give us a number. And she offered us like a hundred thousand dollars more than what we had paid for it just a few years before. And so, you know, we, we did it. The house on Kiowa, I saw, um, I saw Christy Borman post a picture and I was like, I miss that backyard. (laughs) No, me too. But anyway, so, um, I, I don't know though. That was kind of a. So when when did you when did um when did you get pursued about taking over the brokerage firm? Because I think that's where the plot begins for your real estate business. For you, sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, I've always like like I said earlier. I I always like see something bigger and jump in, and I'm always looking for the next deal and for the next uh, business adventure, and um. My broker, Jeannie, uh, she was just, we had talked about it for about five years before. And um, I was her top producer back then. And um, she had said, you know, whenever I get ready to sell, because I'm not going to want to do this forever, are you going to want to take the reins? And I'm like, yeah, just tell me when and let's do it. And really, uh, you thought that all you thought, I didn't know that. I guess I thought you kind of were like, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it, but you didn't think that you thought it from the beginning. You were like, yeah. I'm going to do this. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was probably, I mean, I don't know, probably my second or third year in, in the business, I was already thinking about what I was going to do And you know, in Texas, you have to be licensed so many years before you take over anyway. And, and I had done it for eight years by the time I took over, but we started talking to it. We started talking about it about, probably about five years before it actually happened. So then Jeannie was like, one day she said, it was, I remember it was in June and real estate's kind of funny. There's, there's just waves, you know, like sometimes you just have really great times and sometimes just really not so great times. And um, I just remember she had several really difficult and challenging transactions at once. And she was like, I'm just done. I'm done. January 1st, this is yours if you want it. If you don't want it, it's going to somebody else because I'm done. And I was like, um, okay, well, I guess I better get my broker's license, which takes, you know, I mean, you have to have like 900 hours of schooling and there's an extensive testing process and whatever. So I started working on it and um, I went through all my broker's classes. And of course, you know, at this point I had Flowlight, I had my personal real estate business. I had three kids and a husband and uh, I was a worship leader. Um, and lots of hats lots of hats and so it it took me a minute to do my um workers classes so i also thought you know when i took my real estate exam i passed it with flying colors the first time i had all that title background which was what most of it was and i was able to just 
soar through it. So I, I assumed, and I've always been a good test taker. Even in school, I was pretty smart and I just, I never studied. I didn't know how to study. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to go take this class and then just, or this test and it'll be fine. Well, I failed it. Like you had to take two parts and I failed both of them. And I was devastated because I don't normally fail tests. And I was, it was a, a very humbling experience for me. So I failed it. And, um, I took it again and I failed it again. Well, you only get three tries to take it and then you have to go back to school. And I'm like, I have done this for eight years. Actually, I've done this since I was 17 years old. Like I can pass this test. This is ridiculous. And so again, I was like, okay, God, I need you to step in here and just give me wisdom because I don't know what I'm doing apparently. And uh, so I passed that test, <laughs> my license, uh, went into my broker's license went into effect on December 30th and I took over January 1st. So I had like all these people riding on me and the pressure of taking this over. Um, and then, and that was in 2015. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I bought that company in 2015 and took over and then, um, I sold Flowlight in March of 2015. And then I got divorced in December. Wow. That's a big year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a very stressful year um but you know you were, like, how old were you in 2015 30 well, was five years ago i'm 38 33 okay so almost like i was just thinking almost double the time of when well i guess basically when you're 16 and you have you know, all of your, your church closing down, your grandmother passing away, you getting married and having a baby. And, you know, that same time, again, you're facing a lot of really uh, big life changes yeah. in one year again. Yeah. There, there's, well, I remember it says not to do make big decisions um, when it's emotional. And I remember you talking about how I only do that. I only buy businesses, get divorced, have babies, change careers. I only do all that at the same time. If it's not one, if I can't do eight things at once, eight life changes at once, it's just not worth it. What are we even doing then? If we're not stressed out all the time, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, but you know, like, what is it that the diamonds are created under pressure? Mm. I feel like the greatest things in my life and the greatest uh, fruit of my life have, have come from the greatest pressures. And um, a lot of that pressure I brought on by my, you know, myself. Um, and a lot of that pressure was dumped on me um, just by unfortunate circumstances. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, again, um, it, it all works together. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so then you're taking over a business. You now have employees or is that, is, were they your employees? employees and agents because our, our agents are independents but I still had to guide them oh and to top it off that first year I had one two three four five six brand new agents out of school so while I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing going through a divorce selling a company and teaching six new agents how to be great it was kind of exhausting but we made it and uh you know, here we are. It's always been my desire to expand and to grow. And, um, you know, I mean, I don't know that I'll do this forever. Um, I can't see myself doing something else, but you know, 
who knows? A couple well, of years ago, I did some crazy and started a trucking company. So like, you just, I don't know. <laughs> One thing you've done in all of that is raise three incredible boys. And um, it was funny because I was talking to Carrie, another sister of mine the other day, and I was telling her that she was just talking about Ian because he's sitting out on the deck shirtless and she's just like, he is so cute. I just want to squeeze him, but I don't want to be weird. And I'm like, it's because <laughs> he's the first baby that you ever love. And I feel that way about, because I got to be an aunt before I was a mom. I feel that way about your boys, um, in particular Isaiah, because he was the first baby that our family loved. And so I think about him a lot, but I think about, you know, he's just done a great job um, raising, a, raising, bringing up boys, if you will. And um, they're, and they're, one of them for sure, Isaiah is following suit in the real estate world right now. Oh yeah. He's, he's, he's really good at it. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's actually flipping a house right now. He's flipping the house that he lives in. Yeah. And, um, his plan is as soon as he's done with that, he wants to transition over to the DFW area. Yes, he does. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So his plan is to, uh, finish his house and, and move over there to our Dallas office. Um, so I am very proud of him. Do you know though that, um, and, and you guys know because your parents, your moms, but it's definitely the most challenging, um, most rewarding yet terrifying um, experience ever. And I think when my boys were younger, I parented a lot out of shame because of decisions that I had made and things that they had um, been involved in. Um, you know, and, and seen and heard and uh, just particularly pertaining to their dad. And um, it, it was hard. And it's the, the biggest struggle that I've had with raising my boys is teaching them how to be men when I'm not a man. So um, I am very proud of them and I'm, I'm thankful for them. And, and of course, they're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. And they challenge me every single day. Um, but we just kind of go through it. Uh, day by day and rely on the Lord to help me as a mom figure out how to deal with them. I have uh, daredevils <laughs> and injuries and weird things. And um, that's probably that that's also some challenges, you know, right in the middle of all of that stuff, one of my boys broke his neck and we had to deal with all of that. So um, yeah, that's the, my boys are definitely my most, um, my best success story because sure. it could go, it could go so many other, it could have gone so many other ways, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, by the grace of God, they're here and they're healthy and they're doing good. Yeah. That gosh, ready for stuff to open back up. Letting the Holy spirit be your partner. Yeah. Allowing him to be your partner and raising your kids for me personally is, has been huge because there was a time where I, where I've had a lot of fear surrounding like something happening to my kids. But when I allowed the Holy spirit into my decision-making, everything mm -hmm. changed. And so, you know, just some, another way that that peace that passes understanding that he brings to us, but also just that voice that you've been talking about, that still small voice telling you certain decisions to make. I know 
like for all of us, we could mm-hmm. say that's why, why we are where, where we are, but it's also why our kids are where they are. That's you right. Know? That's true. That's true. Um, I, when we talked about raising kids on the pre-service last Sunday mm-hmm. and Bethany, I can't remember what the passage of scripture was, but she referenced kids being your victory. Like mm-hmm. they are our victory. Um, or they make us victorious. That's yeah. what it was. And I was like, that's really cool. Like mm-hmm. you're, uh, you know, you are a, um, you're, you're, well, anyway, it was just a cool thought. I was, I don't want to go, I don't want to rabbit trail here, but, but I'm curious if you have any wisdom that you could share with our audience about, if, I mean, there's, there's gotta be some young entrepreneurs in our, in our network that want to start a business. Do you have some maybe top, top three things that you would say? And I know yours is probably going to be industry specific, but maybe, maybe not. You've done a few things in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I would say um, one of the, are y'all leaving? Bye, guys. My boys have been waiting for me to quit talking. (laughs) Um, One of the things that uh, has kind of been my motto in life and especially in business, and this was, I heard Joyce Meyer years ago preach on fear, and she said, do it afraid. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anybody that comes to me that's asking about, you know, that has a heart and a passion, because not everybody's, not everybody is built that way. Not everybody um, is an entrepreneur. Not everybody is a risk taker. And um, I think that that's something that God instills in us um, as a, as a people for part of our purpose. And everybody has a different purpose. So that what goes for one doesn't necessarily go for the other, but um, just do it. Quit thinking about it. Quit talking about it, and just do it. That would be my my advice. Um, also, um, find a mentor um, because you need people. Mm-hmm. We were not put on this world to do anything alone, mm-hmm. and um, I, I'm thankful that uh, that God has placed so many good people in my life for me to learn from and draw from draw from and also place people under me that I can pour into because I think that that's important as well Mm -hmm. so I would say um make sure that you're linked up with uh good good people Mm -hmm. like-minded people and um I think those are that's probably my two Oh, well, of course, the number one thing, and, and this is something I tell my team every single day. I pray every day. Um, I start my day out in prayer, but um, before I go to work, I pray over my business every single day. And I pray for God to um, bring in the people that are supposed to be there and remove the people that are supposed to be gone mm-hmm. for whatever season or purpose or time that um, they're meant to be. And to, you know, for for God opportunities and um, uh, divine moments and encounters. So, sorry, there's a police officer like walking around over there. I don't know what he's doing. Anyway, I'm like, where are my children? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so uh, I think that the foundation of it all has to be prayer in your relationship with God first and foremost, and then trust him enough to jump off and take the risk. That's good. I mean, listening to you is very challenging to me um, to, to, to do more things afraid and to not let, you know, your mind rationalize you out of doing something that's big. Mm-hmm. Just, our mind is our worst enemy. Yeah, for sure. Our thoughts. I want to, I want to give you um, the 
proper, um, well, I just want to, I just want to brag on you as a, as a real estate professional for a second, not that you need my, I mean, I don't even live in your town, but, um, in our hometown, but but I, I remember trying to pick a real estate agent in the DFW area. This was before you were here. And so I remember thinking about that and I'm such a, um, there's moments where I feel like I had to be loyal to the first person that ever talked to me about selling my house. <laughs> and so I, I was just really, really concerned about doing this, but I know this business, what I know of this business, I know from you. And so I remember being conflicted about this Yahoo who, I, who was an Uber driver for me. <laughs> um, he is not a Yahoo. That is not you're not I was a bad choice of words I actually had great conversations with him but he he was my uber driver for a minute and then he got into real estate and I wanted to call him and I wanted to be like hey um and then and then this lady next door sold her house and so I talked to her real estate broker or her real estate agent I remember just being conflicted about what to do and I need to go with the people that know and then she had just sold her house or was she was dealing with an agent and um she was telling me about her agent Catherine and I met her and she was so honest. And so, um, she just was, I could feel her, uh, I could feel the, the, um, integrity in working with her just through the first conversations. Yeah. And, um, and, but I had Christy in my back pocket. Mm -hmm. So I remember if Catherine told me to do something and then I would ask Christy, I'm like, this is what she's telling me. Is that even legit? Like, is that the right thing? It's just like, that's what, that sounds right to me. That's what I would do. And so, I, her, her lack of being threatened, mm -hmm. Catherine's mm -hmm. lack of being threatened was helpful for me to feel confident in her abilities. Right. But I had, I had a wingman, um, in Christy. And so I, w I remember just every decision basing that, um, basing how I would move on, on the feedback that you would give. And Catherine was just amazing because she would never offer. So this is a plug for Catherine and FW, <laughs> Christy in West Texas. But, um, I appreciated your willingness to be, to be forthright with me. And, and, and I knew you wouldn't leave me astray. Um, and I think that that's the reputation that you, that you have held to in, in West Texas and being able to expand into areas like San Angelo and in to Stephenville and now into DFW. I, I'm super, I'm super proud for you, but I don't think that comes because you just know how to network. I think that comes from the integrity of your business. I mean, real estate is a word of mouth business. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Our slogan is um, our passion is people. Yeah. And I tell my team all the time, when you lose sight of the people, then that's when you will fail as an agent because it, it's not about your paycheck. It's not about your, I mean, obviously you do it for a purpose, but it has to be about the people. And when you keep that in the forefront of your mind, then you're blessed. You're just blessed. And, you know, back to what you're saying about um, picking a real estate agent. <clears throat> of course, I love my repeat clients. Um, I have several that I've sold many, many properties for, but there's also times there's a, just like I pray for my business, that there's a season and a, uh, there's people for God to bring in the people and remove those for whatever purpose in this season he has for us. That's that kind of goes the same way too, because what somebody needed in me as an agent for their first time home, they may see something in somebody else that they need for that stage of their life. So um, real estate is a very competitive business, but it also is it going back to it being about the people. There's a lot of times I had an agent come to me the other day in my office and 
she said, thank you so much for being so gracious about allowing me to take on these clients because I know they've been your clients for many years. And I'm like, yeah, but that was a season. And, and this is what they, they need you right now and you need them right now. And it's a great relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think it's kind of cool too, because just like, uh, as I was explaining to you guys before our podcast, the, the encounter that I had yesterday with one of my clients, she needed me right then. Mm-hmm. She might not need me next time she goes to sell a house. That's um, a really cool perspective. It's a great perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you can say that about employees moving in and out. You can say that yeah. about clients moving out. You can say that about professional partnerships moving out. Cause you've had professional mm-hmm. partnerships that have been valued and then and seasons change and then you change direction. So I, it's, it's good wisdom. Yeah. In general. And, and, you know, change is always good for our growth. And, and um, you know, even going back to early in my career, and uh, the changes, the changes that had that I had there that were so hard. It was so hard, but I wouldn't be where I was if I hadn't have made those changes. And you know, I've had several agents that um, I have groomed and um, that have they have been there with me and starting up, and that I have been there with them and their startup, and and they've moved on to different things, bigger and better things. And um, it's exciting to me to see. Um, all the pieces come together, even though that change is hard. And, and I think that real estate agents as a whole get very possessive of clients and also um, agents and, and different things. And we have to, we have to keep in mind that there's a season and a time and a place for everything. And that goes for every relationship in your, in your business. So that's good. Because um, I think it's, it's good. Like that, sorry. It's like that in ministry because um, I know like at times, uh, I'll be helping someone through something. Mm-hmm. And then the next time they go through something, they might talk to Kat and, and right. knowing it's the exact same thing. Like what you have to give is what they need. Mm-hmm. And so I just love that you're able to have that perspective in business. Um, and, and something that like my mom told me about ministry was even when people leave, you sow them as seed. Don't let offense come in. We talked to just sow them instead yeah. and because That's you're going to get a harvest off of the seed, mm-hmm. but right. the is going to keep you from, from any kind of, well, it might bring a negative harvest mm-hmm. even. So, right. so see, uh, being able to turn things from, to a positive perspective, um, and, and know what season you're supposed to be play, uh, what you're supposed to play in people's lives in whatever season is so in. good. So good. Right. That's, that's really good. We I actually agree. had a conversation about that when, when, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but I thought, I think we've had some transitions. Um, we've had a couple, but earlier this year we had, uh, well, I guess it was the end of last year. We had some pretty tough transitions in, in my business and, and Kat and I had that conversation that um, it was, it was hard because when, when people leave and, and it's a personal, it's like the, the people around us are our family. Mm-hmm. Well, if passion is your people in, in your sales, it's still, it's also your people, passion is your people in your, in your inside circle too. That's right. That's yeah. Right. So, um, it's hard when you know that you have to let go, it's still hard to let go, but you know that it's necessary because change is necessary for growth. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's exciting to see what new chapters bring and what, um, you know, the, the new things ahead. And so it's, it's, you know, it's been good, but that doesn't mean that it's easy. So when you sew a very, a top producer, 
think about the harvest that's coming. Right. You know? When you put that perspective, yeah, um, think about the harvest that's coming to see Larson yeah. Real Estate, and the, and and to watch you expand into different areas is is part of that. And I'm excited for you. I'm excited for what's coming. And on on you know moments in my life where I feel like, what else could I do? I think about getting my real estate license and linking arms with you, and then I'm like, that I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not for everybody. You know, um, it's there's a a lot of new agents come in and out um, they say, you know, if they don't, any, any agent will make it in their first year or they won't. And it's not for everybody because it's not, we don't just open doors for people. That's not our. Sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, but it's definitely, I, I'm thankful for the, for the um, relationships and the opportunities that I've built along the way that have all been a piece of my story. And, um, you know, some of them I still have relationship with today and some of them, um, I don't, uh, I don't think I have any negative relationships with anybody at all, but some, some people just come into your life for a season and, and then they go and, um, I'm thankful for each and every one. And it's, I don't know, when you kind of have that mindset, it's, it's almost like it's you just wait in anticipation of what's going to happen next. You know, like what is God doing in, in not only my business, but in our region and in our area and in our, our DFW places and our, you know, our new Stephenville place. Like I'm just, it's, it's exciting. And I don't know how it's all going to come together and I don't know where it's going to all end up, but um, I know that it's a, it's a ride that I'm excited to be on. And um, thankfully, I've had, we didn't even go into a, a lot of the traumatic experiences that I've had personally in, in relation to my kids. But um, I feel like that all of those things and, and the, the trauma that I've gone through with my uh, own, own decisions, um, things that were brought on to me, things that I've gone through with my children, even a whole story with, uh, you know, our mother and things that we've had to endure there uh, in the last few years in, re in relating to her health, um, all of those things have helped me to learn how to walk in peace and in the unknown. And I think that that's, a, that's a bit something that once you grab a hold of and you grasp that, that and you're able to walk in the peace of the unknown, it's really when things really start to open up in your life and you can have a clear mind going forward and um and, and a new excitement it's like it's a, it's a different motivation it's a different excitement and uh unfortunately all the things that i had to go through to get to that point um weren't a lot of fun but it's it's i love being able to get um you know a, a woman who's walking through a tough time and say you know what you do have hope and or somebody struggling in business and say, hey, I have been there and I promise you that the sun's rising over here, you know. And so it's it's that's my favorite part is being able to to um, encourage people by the, the things that I've walked through. And well, and you have credibility because of so much so many things that you've walked through and so many things, so many things that have been traumatic and you've been able to see the other side of it so you have you come with a voice of wisdom from the holy spirit but also from the voice of experience mm -hmm. which i guess is wisdom 
you come from the knowledge of the word. Anyway, um, we, so in wrapping up, is there anything else you want to you want to share with our audience? Because we want to we want we have one final question for you, but we want to make sure that you, if there's anything else that we need to talk about, we do. Well, don't despise the small beginnings. That was told to me a million times. We say that times often. Yeah. yeah, don't despise the small beginnings, the little things, um, yeah. <clears throat> because those little things lead to great things. And be okay with not knowing the full story in the whole, and not seeing the big picture. I love too that you had a lot of, um, in listening to your story, a lot of endings, but a lot of beginnings, and and to, and to see how um, God plays a part in the in the ending and in the beginning how he's alpha and omega he's been alpha and omega for you over and over and over that's and, right and it's brought you even some i mean it's the endings the beginnings the endings the beginnings have brought you to where you are now that's right and, and so what and a beautiful live in life and regret too and i think that so many people can get wrapped up and i did too for a season of my life in in the shame and the guilt and the regret of i should have done or i should have been or you know and and if you take out any little piece of, of any of that, any part of that, then your story is not your story. Yeah. So, you know, we've got to just embrace all of those things. What is that scripture in James, James one, I think that says, I counted all joy in my sufferings. What my favorite translation says for his power is made perfect in my life. Yeah. Um, and so, Are you in West Texas or something? <laughs> right. Goodness. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, his power is never able to show if we're never weak. And so there's been so many times I've kind of learned to just in, embrace that, those, those times of weakness and really press in mm -hmm. into, into the Lord um, and, and watch him work and watch him move because he's always faithful and he will always show up. There's a song out right now. I don't even remember who sings it. Um, but it's called Faithful, and one of the lyrics says, uh, and you stepped into the fire like you always do, mm -hmm. right? like right at the last minute, and um, it's so many times in my life I have been surrounded in, by what I consider fire, and God just steps in and takes over, and um, it's, a, it's a pretty cool thing to be the daughter of a king, you know? It's pretty cool. <laughs> Very so. cool. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, we are so thankful that you took, took the time out to talk with us because I know you're busy and things haven't really slowed down for you much. So I, um, I, we appreciate it so much. Well, I'm honored. I'm honored that you guys asked. And, um, I really, uh, I really do hope that my story shed some encouragement and, um, hope to, to others. For sure. For sure. I mean, me and, yeah, the if, two of us. If it's sure. only us, it was worth it. Um, okay, so so take oh. it away. Yeah. Okay, so we ask everybody who comes on on the podcast if you could uh, put together a time capsule of this time in your life right now and put three items in it. So when someone opens it up in ten years, they'll see what your life looked like right now. What would you put in there? This time in my life. I, this, I have really been struggling with this question. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to like, not really physical things, but this, this 
season in my life, I have learned the difference between joy and happiness. And so joy is definitely something that I would find something to represent joy um, to, to be in there too. Um, you can put my doormat that says joy in there. <laughs> we'll put joy in there for that. Um, oh, geez. I don't even know where to, I don't, how do you put everything into a time capsule? Um, about your boys being almost grown. And I think about the chapter, that chapter of life will just look different because you're not going to ever, you still have to raise adult children. Yeah. What about an episode of my three sons? Yeah. Or, <laughs> or bringing up boys, the book, yeah. you've done a great job. Yeah. You know that, um, my son, my youngest son got in a pretty rough accident this past week. And, um, I was with some friends whenever I got the call and they said, how are you so calm? Like, I don't understand why you're not freaking out right now. I said, because this is my life. These are my boys. This is just what we do. <laughs> and I know that God protects them. Um, so back to my time capsule. Um, mm, I don't know. I don't know what I would put in my time capsule. Joy. Grace. I would find something to represent grace because I've learned a level of grace in this season of my life that I have never known before. Um, I think some, what could represent, I mean, sorry, I, I don't mean to talk for you, but it's hard. Not. Help me out. Um, I, well, I'm just thinking about something that you said early on in this episode was, or in this podcast was that you, you really value the relationship with mom and how that's been so different. And I would say that's, that's morphed in the last 10 years. Um, and, and, you know, it's been 10, almost 11 years. It's been 11 years. Um, since she first, first got sick. And so, yeah. uh, anyway, I think, I thought that was really sweet of you to say it that way. So I don't know. If you so I would put my mom in the time capsule. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be ready for that. <laughs> I, I actually, um, I actually just hearing your story, mm -hmm. if I could say something that is very, very valuable, um, about you and about, um, uh, the things that you've done is, to represent that to me would be a blindfold because you've done things not, mm -hmm. knowing, not knowing what's going to be there, but just trusting and having faith to step out and not be afraid, even though you don't know where you're stepping. So, um, that's, that is one of the most inspirational things about your story to me and you're still doing it. Mm -hmm. You're still doing it today. Mm -hmm. So I would probably put some blocks in there, you know, representing each, each little period that, to, to build on to another um, in each little pain, each little heartache all had a purpose. Mm -hmm. um, every there, there's always, always, always a purpose um, that, that comes out of our pain. And um, I think that I would, that, that would be really good. Time, time is, time is very precious. Mm -hmm. You know, our aunt was taken from us tragically a few years ago and what I would give, I still, she was in mortgage. And so we shared a lot of the same interests and what I would give to even, even it's been now what, five years? Gosh, I think so. Fourteen. And so even six years almost. So even every single day in this business, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about her and wish that I could pick up the phone and say, hey, guess what just happened, you know, or whatever. And so um, I think in, in becoming an empty nester, definitely time, 
I would put a time piece in there for sure to value and cherish because man, it goes so fast. I remember there was a, when my kids were little, everybody would say, it gets easier, it gets easier. Um, it'll be over before you know it. And I thought, you are crazy because I'm exhausted and these kids are wild and I can't wait for them to grow up. And man, it's here. It's here and that's gone. Mm-hmm. But aren't they so much fun as adults? Well, to me, adult, he just thinks he is. I, don't, I know that because I have one. But wait till the, your youngest one thinks that they're an adult. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like he, <laughs> he doesn't have older brothers so right. yeah that's but, an extra grown but yeah. yeah um yeah i it's it's challenge it brings its own challenges though because everybody said it would get easier and it doesn't really get easier it just gets it's different, different. Mm-hmm. yeah but yeah but I, I i definitely would treasure um i have learned now that i'm almost done raising kids how valuable our time is yeah. Wow. What an incredible story. Thank you guys for listening to this episode, part two of our, of the awake podcast featuring Christy Larson. I'm so proud of her. I'm so honored to know her and to be part of, uh, helping her share her story. If you liked this podcast, share it with somebody, take a second, like, share, Give us a rating um, and don't forget to subscribe. That's how you're going to know that we are here and that is going to help other people know that we are here. So when you subscribe, then you'll know when there's an update and when part two releases of a two-part episode. Thank you guys so much for being on this journey. We love you. We appreciate you so much.